All right, and welcome back to another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glass from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Game Source. Thank you once again for joining us right here on the program. And apologies for not being on earlier this week. Jason Dutch has told me he's going to return next week to the program. So that's great news indeed, because this is a crucial time of the year. He needs to come back on the show. We need to have more guests on the show to go ahead and give you the advice you need because it is that crucial point of the season. There is no more room for mistakes. It is that time for do or die for a lot of teams this weekend in the NFL, but also in fantasy football because it's closing in on playoff time. It is now down to the home stretch as far as the regular season is concerned for fantasy football owners. And here with me to talk fantasy football today is my good friend from Inside Sports. You got to catch him on the Twitter at Chris L Sports. And he's got a debuting segment as well. I can't wait for that. It is my good friend, Mr. Chris Lardieri. And Chris, thanks for coming back on the show. It is that crucial point of the year for fantasy football owners. Gerald, you're welcome. Thank you for having me and for the kind words. And yeah, when you realize the fantasy playoffs are week 15 and 16, and you back up here, we're in week 11. That gives you four weeks to make your run. You're running out of time. You want to sneak in, uh, get on a little bit of a winning streak here, get the hot hand heading into those playoffs. So every game counts. Every game does count. It is all important at this point in time. There's no more fun and games. There's no more, oh, I think I'm going to try and do some tweaks. I'm not sure about. I'm thinking I'm going to experiment with this. Thinking, you know, Now is the point in time where you need to go ahead and make those firm decisions. What's been going hot for you? What types of leads do you have out there from analysts like us and also everyone out there? What you know, Now's the time for you to make those educated moves you've been gambling on or thinking about over the course of the season. And now's the time to go ahead and lay everything out in line and close out the season strong because it is that point in time of year for virtually every fantasy football team. It is the make or break time where you have teams that are on the edge that could be leaning into the playoffs after this week or also leaning out of the playoff chase and may not be able to get back in once this weekend is over. Because if you lose this week and you lose next week, it's pretty much all over for you and you could be out of the playoffs for sure. But you know what? We're going to try and do what we can to give you the best advice this week and point out some of the games you need to be aware of in your fantasy league. So my friend, it is week 11 in the NFL. It's a big week as well for some of the teams out there in the NFL. I see some key matchups when I look at the schedule that I know fantasy football teams are going to be interested in, but I know also as well the NFL is really looking for some good matchups this weekend in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. And I know a lot of people are looking forward to that uh, Ravens-Texans game uh, just because uh, these are two playoff contenders right now and two really of the bright young quarterbacks in the NFL. So not only from a fantasy perspective, as a football fan, that's one I'm definitely look, looking forward to. And then, uh, you know, last year, the greatest game of the year was that Monday night affair between the Rams and Chiefs that had to be moved back to L.A. due to the field issues in Mexico City. Well, the uh, Chargers will be the next L.A. team to venture down there and playing said Chiefs again. Patrick Mahomes is back. He lit up the Titans. And I think right there, that's a game that's interesting to me. Do you think it'll be a home game for once for the Chargers? I was about to say that. So I think there'll be more Charger fans 
down in Mexico City at Azteca Stadium than there will be at the soccer field in Carson. So I think that's a good start for them right there. And secondarily, <laughs> they, they played a Thursday night game. They get three extra days off. It was a dud. Phillip Rivers had three interceptions. The line was in shambles. But uh, with the way both those teams' defenses have been playing as late, I think that's good for fantasy owners. I think you, uh, I think Rivers is a good start against the Chiefs. Mahomes is always the start week to week, but he could really uh, have the ability to light up the Chargers this week. We saw the the Raiders move the ball on them. Uh, Josh Jacobs had a nice game. Uh, Derek Carr had some ups and downs, but they were able to throw on the Chargers secondary. Not quite sure what was going on there. So that's one I like to pinpoint. I mean, the Tariq Hills of the world, the Mike Williams of the world. And for purely selfish reasons, I've got Keenan Allen. I think it's about time this could be the week he breaks out, puts up some big numbers. Because, hey, after all, if Ryan Tannehill can light up the Chiefs, anyone can, right? That's right, my friend. I know there's more matchups I'm also intrigued about as well that we haven't mentioned yet. But I will say this, that Houston versus Baltimore game, that could show off two great quarterbacks, not only now, but going forward in the future. This could be a really good moment for the NFL. If we, if, if I think it's going to go down the way it's going to go down, I hope anyways, because I've got a lot of players riding on this game, is that I think a lot of scoring will be out there, a lot of rushing from the quarterbacks, some touchdowns possibly from one or both of them. And the fact is they both have receivers that are very much admired in fantasy football leagues. Tight end position is also not to be ignored. But don't underestimate the fact that there's some good running ability out there as well. Carlos Hyde is someone that a lot of people, including myself, team owners, use as a flex position. So beware. Make sure that you're going to go ahead and play those players and get them off the bench. If you, you know, you throw anyone on a buy or whatever, make sure you have those players out and available because I think that's going to be a shootout in Baltimore when Houston goes down and plays Baltimore. Yeah, and you mentioned, I completely agree. You also mentioned the tight ends. Both of these teams have tight ends that have played well this year and been getting targets as of late, especially in the red zone. If you're a George Kittle owner like I am, where he, he looks like he may not play again this week for the Niners, you look at Fells and Andrews with the Texans and Ravens, respectively. Good spot starters, or you know, even the way they've been playing, these are guys you might want to be starting every week because they're emerging as threats. Uh, both their quarterbacks have developed the rapport with them. In the world of tight ends, if you can get a cheap six off a touchdown, that's a heck of a lot. You can't ask for much more than that. Uh, not everyone's Travis Kelsey or Kittle. That's true, but these two are semi-productive tight ends. Mark Andrews I have on my team, so I'm hoping for some good things this weekend when Houston goes to Baltimore. If it's a shootout, it makes it all the much more entertaining for me because I've got Hopkins, I've got Andrews, like I said. I also have... Deshaun Watson on my team. He's my starting quarterback. So a lot is riding on that for my team and my league this year because I am in the playoff chase. I've won four in a row. I'm the hot man in the league right now. So I want to go ahead and keep that rolling with a good win. Hopefully this weekend spearheaded by Deshaun Watson this weekend in Baltimore. We may be headed to the replay booth, but we'll be right back with Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. 
That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But there are other games we need to talk about this weekend in the NFL. And that's this, my friend. I, I know there's some really good matchups. One I want to talk about in particular is New England heading into Philadelphia against a team that's very desperate for a win, that's battling for the top of the NFC East in Philadelphia. So I want to hear your thoughts, my friend. Philadelphia, after a sluggish start, finally starting to get a little bit of it together back again. Obviously not the level that they once were when they hit the Super Bowl, but still, they are battling for first place in their division. New England comes to town. Could this be a matchup where we see a lot of points being scored as well? I think it could potentially. And one thing we saw when the prior to the Pats bye week is the Ravens ran all all over them. So it'll be interesting to see. Will the the Eagles do the same? Um, I know the Pats have an excellent secondary, so we might not see Wentz trying to light them up too much. But if you can establish the run on the Pats, you can score on them. There's no way they can just key on one side or the other. So I think that bodes well for them. Secondarily, we know Bill Belichick after a bye week can be dangerous, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't think you'll see their offense be as poor as it was that Sunday night game down in Baltimore a few weeks back. So uh, hoping uh, as a Sonny Michelle owner, that bodes well for him. Uh, I don't know what the heck Josh McDaniels does from week to week. Michelle will look great and then he'll be invincible. I'm hoping that it's the, uh, the former and not the latter this week. When the Patriots get him involved in the offense, I think it's better for them. I think it opens up more things pass-wise for Tom Brady. So uh, we shall see what happens there. And then also, too, James White coming out of the backfield, leaving on third down. I think they need to get him more involved. Guessing this could be the week that happens as well. You're right, my friend. This could be the week it happens. I'm very interested in that game, what goes down as well. I think that a lot of people will go ahead and be focusing on that game, especially hoping that there will be more of an offensive show from both Tom Brady's team and also as well what we see out of Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm hoping for a good matchup there. But one more matchup that I want to focus on before I turn it again over to you and some other things that you're looking at this weekend in the NFL, and that is this, my friend, the New Orleans Saints going into Tampa Bay. Now, normally that wouldn't look like it's too much, but New Orleans is coming off a bad loss, a very ugly loss to Atlanta, and they're going into Tampa Bay with, uh, like what was mentioned before on the show, Deshaun Watson, who could be feast or famine if you need to go ahead and slot him in as a quarterback. But he's got those two wide receivers, again, still very productive. Got Ronald Jones in the backfield, who's done decently as of late. Not great, but he's still done enough to go ahead and get fantasy owners interested in going ahead and putting him in as a flex or as a positional running back in there. So I want to hear your thoughts. New Orleans needs to get back in the in the groove of things. They're still obviously very much you know, in control of their division still at this point in time. But, you know, going into Tampa Bay, this could be another one of situations where New Orleans needs to get back in the right way of things after a bad loss against Atlanta. Yeah, and, and something to keep in mind, you know, they, they really look poor coming off the bye week. I don't think that'll happen again from a Sean Payton coach team. But uh these two teams, when you least expect it, the Bucks have snuck up on them. I believe it was last year when Jameis Winston was suspended. We had some Fitzmagic with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who also uh, showed up again this past week in Indy. But and they went down there and surprised the, the Saints. I do think this has a potential to be a shootout. The, the Saints' D really looked porous against a 
frankly weak and shorthanded Falcons offense. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised given Winston's weapons if we, we see a lot of scores on both sides of the ball. And then two, um, I cut bait on him weeks ago, but it looks like we've had an OJ Howard sighting. He's getting targeted again. So that's kind of one of the dark horse players I'm, I'm looking at there. Peyton Barber too got himself a touchdown. I know Ronald Jones has been in the rotation. Keep an eye on that. You're looking for a running back. Uh, I've got guys on bye weeks and banged up like Devontae Freeman. Um, maybe you stash him on your bench. I don't know if he's worth a start this week, but uh, if you're desperate, who knows? He may be able to get you a cheap six at some point. But I definitely don't think the Saints offense will be as anemic as last week, which bodes well for Breeze, Thomas, Kamara, et cetera. Well, I don't think it will be that bad of a situation either. I hope that one will also be a shootout. I think it will be because there's going to be a lot of offense there. I just think it as well that New Orleans is going to get off the schneid after a very poor performance against Atlanta. So I'm looking forward to some high scoring there, at least on the New Orleans side. I'm hoping on the Tampa Bay side as well, but we'll wait and see. Any last thoughts on week 11 in the NFL? Are there any other matchups you think that fantasy football owners need to focus on outside, of course, Buffalo? You need their defense because they're going up against Miami this week. Uh, absolutely. Um, going to need those points, although don't be surprised if the, the Dolphins, who have uh, shown some signs of life, may show up again. And I'm not saying they'll beat the Bills, but I don't think they're going to roll over and play dead by any means. But uh and we've talked about quarterbacks, and as you head into the home stretch here to make your playoff push, uh, there may be someone like a Jimmy Garoppolo. I keep hammering on him. He had a poor game on Monday night. A lot of it wasn't his fault. I mean, you got to catch those balls, receivers, but I digress. A guy like that is someone you need to look, at if you've got him on your bench, to tactically use as a spot to start. And he lit up the Cardinals a few weeks ago on Halloween, and they play Arizona at home. I, I think he's worth starting against a weak defense. And then, too, Derek Carr, I happen to have him on one of my teams, going up against the just worst team in football, the Cincinnati Bungles, as they're affectionately known as. Um, I think he's definitely worth a start if you've got someone on by or maybe you're quarterbacks underachieving or banged up definitely give him the green light this week as well sound advice indeed from my good friend chris ardieri at inside sports if you want to check out what's going on today check out inside sports on facebook or just reach out to chris himself if you have a question at chris l sports also as well you can reach out to us with any fantasy football questions just go ahead and reach out to us today isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or at Inside Sports FF on Twitter. You know, you can send us a message there. Lineups about thoughts on the league as well. We're glad to go ahead and get them answered for you from whether it's Chris, Jason, Charles Barr, or anyone else who's appeared on the show. I can go ahead and track them down. Just want to hear your thoughts on the league. Just want to go ahead and get those questions answered for you. And then if you go ahead and you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we would just be so indebted to you if you go ahead and subscribe to our show that's Inside Sports Fantasy Football and leave us that awesome five-star review. You can even throw your question there as you're leaving your five-star review and we'll be glad to answer it on the show as well. And those five-star reviews, the more we get of them, the more it helps our show go ahead and be visible to so many different fantasy football fans out there. And Chris, you know from firsthand experience as well with your previous shows that you've done, the more visible you are out there, the more people get a chance to hear how good your show is. 
absolutely. We appreciate all those ratings, comments, share it with a friend. I mean, uh, we're out there on social media plugging it, but it, it's just like good old fashioned word of mouth. You've got a local restaurant, a mom and pop place. You tell a few people, they tell a few people, by all means do it. But uh, if you can click that, those five stars, like you said, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. Who knows? Maybe we even mention you. What else do we do? Uh, make a personal message for you on your birthday, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, my friend. My gosh, we sound like the Avengers for a second there, but I digress. <laughs> That's my pop culture side coming out of me. <laughs> but uh, before we go, my friend, we've got a segment, a new segment to go ahead and debut on this week's show. We kind of teased it on last week's show, but it is here finally. And you know what? It's time that this show goes to the dogs because we are headed to the dog house with my good friend, Chris Ardieri. This was once Gambler's Delight on back on the Inside Sports Show, but it's now called the Dog House. So woof, woof, my friend. What do you have planned <laughs> with a pick for this week's Dog House? Oh, why, thank you. And special thanks, like I mentioned last week, to my friend Jason saying he missed the pick segment back in the day on the old Inside Sports Football Talk podcast. Uh, we had a segment where we uh, each gave a pick and uh, – my quote-unquote specialty was I'd pick an underdog every week. For whatever reason, I, I like doing that. Happened to have a good track record last year with it. What the heck? Let's revive it. And uh, you know, some of you may think of the dog pound and the Cleveland Browns. Well, I'll tell you right now, Miles Garrett belongs in the doghouse for hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with his helmet tonight. But uh, that's a separate story for another time. But underdogs it is. I sifted through the the lines today and looked, and there are actually two games that stood out to me. I'll give you the one I like best. It's that aforementioned Houston Texans-Baltimore Ravens game in Baltimore, big showdown between two young star quarterbacks, two teams with defenses that have definitely put them on the map in the, the last few years, although the Texans are missing J.J. Watt. I look at the line in some places, the Texans are getting as high as four and a half points. I say you take them because at the very least, I think this is going to be a close game. Regardless of what happens, I never count to Sean Watson out. This goes back to his Clemson days. He's pulled rabbits out of his hat numerous times over the past few years. Did it again this year against the Raiders. For those of you who don't understand the way the point spread works, if you're a novice, is uh, the Texans basically start the game with a score of four and a half to nothing. So we're giving them points. Vegas, the, uh, the odds makers are saying the Ravens are better by the Texans by that much. Take those points. Even if it gets close, I think the Texans can hang with them. They lose a 21-17 game you've covered. Um, I just like the way that Watson's been playing this year. I like the fact that he can rally. I think even though the defense misses Watt, like I mentioned, uh, this will be a game. It'll probably be a lot of ball control, run the clock type stuff. But I just have this sneaking suspicion that that's too many points to give. I do like the Ravens. I, I think Lamar Jackson's a phenomenal story this year he's in the mvp hunt but these are the types of games where uh you know a, a team like the ravens that's on a roll might overlook a team that they might not think is as good as them so texans is the pick full disclosure i don't gamble if you're in this state of nevada or my home state of new jersey where it's legal and you got a few bucks or entertainment the purposes this would be my recommendation if i was say going to vegas for the weekend but by no means mortgage your house Take a loan against your 401k. Don't do any of that stuff. Just the usual disclosures. And then, two bonus pick. You mentioned the, uh, the Monday night game down in Mexico City, and we joked about the Chargers in their home field. Even though they're technically a home team, they're getting 
three and a half points. And with the way the Kansas City defense played, again, I think this could be a shootout, could be a close game. You get that proverbial hook, half a point, take it. I, I think the Chargers are are worth taking as an underdog. Will they win? I think they could. If not, and it's a close game and it comes down to a field goal like we've seen in some recent years. I mean, the Chargers went into Kansas City last year and beat them, so I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled off the upset. But at the very least, they lose a heartbreaker by a field goal. you got that extra half a point, and you've covered your bet. All right, my friend. Those are some great picks at the doghouse. Woof, 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 woof. If you have any <laughs> questions or thoughts or picks of your own, you can always send it to us, again, at Chris L Sports on the Twitter. Also, as well, you can go ahead, Inside Sports FF on Twitter as well, and isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. I'm looking forward to week 11 in the NFL. Any last thoughts on the way out? Yeah, so uh, last weekend I was watching the LSU-Alabama game with my son, and I know there was one controversial call where a receiver went out of bounds. They say he was pushed out, he got his feet in, whatever. But the conclusion of that game, which I really enjoyed, I said to my son, you know, you really didn't notice the refs and there weren't uh, 10 to 12 stoppages like you see in an NFL game. And I know everyone likes to harp on the refs, but between just the, the poor officiating, the constant stoppages, the fact that the Park Avenue in New York will never overturn a challenge on pass interference, it's essentially sabotaging the law that was put in after the controversy of the Saints-Rams NFC Championship non-call. It's just a mess, and uh, it's unfortunate. It slows down the pace of the game. It's almost like the refs are uh, afraid to make calls or uh, really uh, uh, just they, they've got this replay as a, as a judgment to back them up. And I, I feel like if there's ever any gray area – New York just sides with the referees and says, ah, well, it's, there's no, not enough conclusive evidence. And at times I feel like I'm watching the people's court or some sort of legal show. It's, it's really unfortunate. And I'm not going to be that grumpy old man next door that says it's ruining the game, but it's not helping. And the NFL has got to do something about that, but they're more concerned with adding extra regular season games at this point. I believe they are as well, my friend, but you know, I actually mentioned it to you this past weekend. I saw something different when I was watching the LSU versus Alabama game, and I was flipping back and forth between the USC game, who was having a hard time dealing with what they were dealing with, I believe, against Arizona State. And that is this. A mediocre USC team could have been a whole lot better had they kept Ed Ogeron as head coach instead of taking that interim title off of him and going ahead and sending him to the curb. He didn't get to the LSU job in a conventional way, but he got there, he got the job, and once he got the job, he earned it just like he did at USC, but he wasn't given the same opportunity. Hmm, I wonder which administration thinks about these things a lot better. Absolutely, and we have your uh, former Trojan quarterback, Pat Hayden, who uh, was moonlighting as athletic director at one point in time. I to thank for that. Clay Hilton over Ed Orgeron will probably go down in lore, right? You know what? USC lately has made a lot of inexcusable moves. That's just one of them, but I think that's the biggest. I think especially in the fertile recruiting ground that is Los Angeles and Southern California, I think it's just a mistake that unfortunately will pay dividends for LSU and other teams in college football, but not the Trojans for quite some time. But yeah, definitely. Stinks to be a Trojan fan right now. Mediocrity at its finest. Could be worse, though. You could be a Bruins fan. I can top that. You could be a Rutgers alumni. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Or is All right, on this? I lost track. Yes, yes. <laughs> Why are they in the Big Ten anyways? Oh, well, you see uh, they're 40 minutes from New York, and that's a major TV market, and the Big Ten Network was launching. And uh, besides the fact that uh, college football, other than the big national games, doesn't get a big local rating in New York, but we'll, we'll look past that. But, yeah, I guess at this point all we can wish for is Scarlet Knights is that uh, Greg Schiano come back and bring the program back to a, a, at least a, having a winning record, baby steps at this point, right? And, uh, for all his faults, I will say that the guy can recruit and uh, the guy can also coach, so remains to be seen. But who knows? Administration might even bungle that hiring and they'll go get their crazy choice. Well, it shouldn't have been called the Big Ten anyways because it's 12 teams. But then again, you can't yeah. call it Big 12 because the Big 12 is the Big 12. That's another yeah. podcast in and of itself, my friend. Oh, uh, uh, that would be a series. Th- that it would. The NCAA in and of itself would probably be another, I would say, years worth of podcasting just to talk about them. Yep. <laughs> Hope I didn't commit any violations on that sentence. I think you're good. I think I'm good. All right, my friend, it's been a great time talking to you this week. I'm looking forward to another great weekend in the NFL. It is that push time for all teams in fantasy football to go ahead and get towards the playoffs. I'm hopeful that everyone out there that's listening is successful this weekend in the NFL. I wish you also as well, Chris, the best of luck with your fantasy football team. And of course, If you need us at all, please go ahead and send us a message. We'll do what we can to help you with your fantasy football because we're always here for you right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.